for Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The round ball with Dom and Dodzy. Yes, it is another Wednesday night with the round ball with uh, Dom and Dodzy. Always great to have your company and our open line number, as you know, is 1300 736 736. We're here thanks to Hyundai. They are still open for business, regardless of what's going on around the place. They are open for business, so enjoy Hyundai's greatest and most generous cashback right now. Uh, Dom Renato with you. Travis Dodd is here with me still. Hello. Trav, it's nice to see you're not in isolation. You're out and about. I am out and about. Playing uh, a bit of golf. Yeah. Doing uh, bugger all, basically. Had a, had a couple of rounds over the Easter weekend. Which Tough. Fantastic weather for it. you get paid it. for doing that? No. No. Oh. I do it for the exercise. <laughs> so, uh, I socially socially distance, distance myself with uh, my dad playing golf. So, so um, what are we, a couple of metres or like about 20, 20 kilometres? I'm, yeah, I'm generally... I'm, in the trees, <laughs> trying to find my ball. Um, yep. Yeah, so fair enough. But I it's heard, good. I, it's good to get out of the house. I heard you're in a habit of losing them. Um, of course, Every now and then. some of the good news, at least around the world, with football, soccer, uh, obviously not being played. But I hear Trav, things are starting to look a little bit brighter with Germany. Maybe you said to kick off the first ball. You did. You did hear that correctly. So. German teams in the in the Bundesliga are back in training and uh, hoping for a start or a return to the season as early as May. So well, that's, that's that's like only about two three weeks away. It is. Wow. It is indeed. So I'm not sure what they're doing over there, but maybe maybe our government can give them a buzz and find out how they're getting getting everything. You so you reckon that will happen? I mean, I know the AFL and the NRL are trying to give dates. I don't know how you can do that because we don't know. You think that maybe they're just jumping the gun a little bit? Maybe. Well, you wouldn't have thought that they're going to put that much time and effort into going back into training. Well, they're not socially distancing. They're training as a team. Uh, and they're not the only league that's doing it in China. They're also uh, training back into training. and In China. And in China, that's yeah, what, where it all, all started. <laughs> yep. So they've got it all uh, done and dusted. And, and they're looking potentially, well, they, I think they're hoping for a potential start uh, in the second or third week of May. So, look, it would be great. If we can get some live football back on the screens, as much oh. as we love Belarus, yeah, um, <laughs> well, great country, yeah. great, great standard of well, actually the standard's crap, but the country's great. Did we, we might have flown over it once or twice? Yeah, we maybe. did. Maybe. Yeah, when well, uh, we're going to Uzbekistan, I think. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So, look, just we just want to see games on on TV. Yeah. we need some football. We need something, some enjoyment back in our lives because, as much as I love coming in here and seeing your face, thank you. I would rather be careful. See, be careful, because I, I, my lawyer is listening. Rather see <laughs> the ball kicked in anger. Okay, well, face. it's amazing. Whatever that's not very nice, by the way. Uh, and we're still in the Easter spirit here. Um, it's amazing. Whatever league kicks off first, I think every country in the world want to look at it because you're right. You don't know what it's what you got till it's gone. It's like how much you rely on uh, on playing in the game. In fact, this week Adelaide United would have been playing Perth Glory. Last Friday, Saturday night, they would have been playing Sydney, but no go. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, yeah. So UK as well. They're, UK. Well, they're a bit further behind schedule. They've been told that they can't start training or don't expect to start training until mid-May uh, with games looking to Are they still going to try and finish the season in, in England? I don't know. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they've got a very that short off-season. Well, they have, but it's such an interesting one there because Liverpool have got the title, haven't they? Really? Well, I think it's, it is it da- It's done and dusted. Yeah, yeah, it is done it and them. dusted. But I, I agree with some of the pundits out there that are saying season's not finished, uh, just chalk it off and null and void. So well, I'd love... Look, as a Man, Man United supporter... Oh, you and, should hate them then. Well, my point exactly, knowing that, that Liverpool ha- are home and hosed, 
and for them to get it taken away from look, that would be absolutely brutal. The wheels were starting to wobble a bit near the end of that before we closed everything down. They were starting to lose games, weren't they? Yeah, but no, they're not going to chuck the league away from, from here. Uh, one team, one league, I think, that has possibly uh, finished up their season and announced the champion is Belgium. So we've got our special guest uh, tonight, yeah. uh, Danny Vukovic. Uh, we'll, get, we'll have a chat to him and, and find out his thoughts on that. Former teammate of yours, of course, and he was with Sydney FC, and then he got a contract over there with, uh, was it Club Rouge? And then he... Uh, Genk. Genk. Don't look at me and say that. Oh, the team. And then he did his ACL, which and he had a fantastic Achilles. season. Achilles. Achilles, same thing. <laughs> it's around. <laughs> and he had a terrible season. Now you're supposed to say great. 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 Great, great season, yeah. Great season. Uh, so he did, actually. I, he, he did, did I know. He did have a really good yeah. season. So he was on a roll. He played Champions League. Uh, we'll speak to him a little bit later on the program. But uh, what about... We're going to speak to Simon Hill, Fox Sports uh, number one commentator, of course. Now... What about the voice? The, the voice. Yes, well, some people like to call me the voice no. there, Trav. But no. anyway, uh, well, I'm the Aussie one. Um, what do you reckon with the A-League? How, what, do you, what do you envisage? Do you think we're going to finish this season? Because we, if anyone's got a chance, because we've got a long off-season, it's us. Oh, oh just yeah. breaking stuff in here. Uh, <laughs> look, I think, well, from what I've, what uh, I've heard, uh, the whispers around town is that Foxtel are keen to, to support the league for this season and keep paying the money. As long as they finish the season. So there's what, five rounds left, wasn't there? Something it? five or six, depending yeah. on which team hasn't had a buy and which team has had two buys and all the rest of that. Bye bye. Hoo ha. But I think they can definitely do it. Um, as you said, they've got such a long off season that they can afford to, to wait another yeah. month or two months, mm. play these games and then still have an off season and then get back into preseason and start it as normal for the Twenty twenty one. Well, we're in a better position than the other codes here in Australia because we're near the end of the season and they hadn't started their season. So it makes a lot of sense just to finish this season off because of the long off season and uh, find out who the champion is and then we can start fresh in the new season, which will give them a shorter pre-season. Absolutely. And I think the players would be very yeah. happy with the shorter pre-season. In saying that, they're, they're basically on their off-season now, which is uh, unfortunate. And the interesting thing is now with all of these clubs, as we spoke to Bruce about, Bruce Jitte, football director of Adelaide United last week, is... The players have an expectation to try and stay fit during this period, but so well, a lot of the players in the league aren't getting paid. So it's a it's a really tough position for these uh, players to be in. I spoke to a good mate of uh, ours, uh, Scott Jamison. They, they're still going into training. They're using the training facilities, training in pairs. So they're, they're trying to break up that monoton- monotony uh, by training in um, with... Mm. One other, I yeah. should say, uh, to, to get through this next uh, period. Well, let's hope that uh, well, you know some of them are slowly starting to come back and uh, and we'd like to see the A-League uh, recommence so we can finish the season. But uh, we thought we might get uh, the uh, number one uh, Fox Sports commentator to tell us the situation as far as it's concerned there with, the, uh, with, the, with Fox Sports. And Simon Hill joins us now. Simon, happy Easter to you. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Happy Easter, guys. How are you? It is. Doing uh, well, doing well. well. Thank ha- you. Have you been uh, practicing online with the uh, with the commentating while you've been doing nothing? <laughs> uh, well, not really. Yes, um, that's a lie. That is a lie. I've seen your YouTube. I've seen tell it us too. About tell us about the YouTube. Come on, tell us. What have you been doing in case people missed it? You've, give us a verse. You've seen the tune, have you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, Always give it a like. I put a little... 
a little video together of um, my version of Tainted Love for the old <laughs> soft cell number from the 80s. Oh, that is a which classic. I, which I rechristened Leandro Love and uh, basically tried to fit in as many A-League players' names as I possibly could. It's just a bit of fun. I think the reason um, I didn't like it, Sam, well. I yeah. think the reason I didn't like the video is because no Travis Dodd came up in it. That's the reason I didn't like it, actually. <laughs> well done, Simon, because that's why I listened to it. I was cringing if I heard that name. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a few Adelaide players in there, but, uh, yeah, I've got Shenking Chew in, but I should I should have tried to get you in, Trav. Sorry, mate. No, nah, no, nah, don't right, worry about always it. always time nah, to edit. No, nah, that's fine. Rework. rework. So, uh, besides doing that, how, how have you been occupying your time, and are you like the rest of us? We're just missing our, our football. Yeah, of course. Um... Well, it's difficult for everybody at the moment, isn't it? We're all in the same boat. Um, I probably have little routines, the same as everybody else. You know, I have my one hour's exercise a day, so I get out and get some fresh air. And, um, you know, I've, uh, I've done a few radio interviews and um, done a bit of messing around with, with YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, but, you know, really, it's it's a poor substitute, isn't it? And uh, I think what we all want is, is the football back, but... You know, clearly public health has got to come first. I understand why, you know, the A League is is uh, is not taking place at the moment. So, it, well, it's not just the A League; there's no sport anywhere. So, uh, it's it's just a matter of trying to flatten this curve and you know, hopefully, getting back to normal as soon as possible. And in the meantime, we've all got to do our bit. Well, do you, do you reckon that uh, we will recommence the season? I mean, you work at Fox Sports, of course. What's the the word around there? Are they wanting to get this back underway if we once it's the green light's gone? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they 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 want to. Um, it's the same with all the other sports. Uh, there's no date set as yet. I know that uh, the rugby league are talking about the end of May, and I've also seen that the health officials have come out publicly since then and said, uh, "Yeah, just hold your horses. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little bit premature that." Yeah. Um, so I think we will find out more. I mean, the, the, when the A League stopped, which is what three or four weeks ago now. I think James Johnson said they would uh, reconvene and reassess on April the 22nd. So I expect some sort of an announcement on that day. Um, quite frankly, I can't see that they'll be getting back up and running at any time soon because it's just too dangerous, really, at the moment. Um, and all it would take is, you know, one player to get diagnosed and then, boom, you're off again. So I think they've got to wait this out and and you know, try and do it when the time is right. The good news for us, I, I think there are there are two factors in our favour. Uh, first of all, we have the longest off-season in the world, so we've got plenty of time yeah. to get this thing finished. Um, and secondly, you know, we're, we're almost at the end of our season. Um, I think some clubs, I think it's Melbourne City, have only got three regular season games to play plus finals. So, you know, the rest have got four, five, maybe six. Um, so we're not that far off the end of our season anyway. So it could be squeezed in, you know, once once we get the green light. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't see that it would be before June, to be honest. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to have the football back. Um, but, you know, we've got to get this thing sorted because... Uh, you know, clearly it's it's a problem that affects everybody, not just football, all sports, all countries. We're all in this together, um, and we've we, we've got to kill it before we can get back to normal. Well, you certainly, uh, and I agree with you there. I can't see it happening uh, sooner rather than later. That's for sure. What about overseas? Where we've seen clubs in China, clubs in uh, Germany have they're back training with 
optimism that the games will kick off uh, in mid-May. That's only a few weeks away. Uh, can you lend your voice to those leagues? Well, look, that's what they're saying, and uh, it may well be the truth that uh, some of those clubs are back in training. But you know, the, the problem is, is if you're going to play games in front of crowds, then you're running a big risk with yeah. this thing not beaten yet. I think what could possibly eventuate at some point is when those particular countries, and I think Germany's doing a bit better than than most other countries in Europe. China, obviously, has, has flattened their curve. You know, maybe you will get games played initially behind closed doors uh, for safety purposes. Um, yeah, so far as the Premier League is concerned, I mean, the UK is, you know, their, their death rates are enormous at the moment. They're scarily so for those of us with, you know, family in that part of the world. So I think they're still a long way from recommencing, and there's even some talk in, in various quarters that they might, you know, declare the season null and void. I think it's probably a bit too early for that at the moment. Um, and watch Liverpool fans jump up and down if that happens. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I think you know, obviously, you, you've got to do it when the timing is right. But the, the bigger problems for Europe, and this is one of the things we don't have here to the same extent, is. If you were to declare the season null and void, you're going to get hit with an awful lot of lawsuits from clubs who are, you know, spent an awful lot of money in the hope of either getting promotion or avoiding relegation or getting into the top four or five spots to get a European position. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, that's all wiped away. Um, you know, in, in many ways, giving Liverpool the title is probably the easy bit. I think I think few people, even me, you know, wouldn't deny that they're worthy champions, although little asterisk next to their name in perpetuity would be funny um <laughs> but it's, it's the rest of the stuff really it's promotion relegation european spots and uh, you know most crucially the money that that comes with that that is uh, the, the the thorny issue really for the authorities so i don't envy them in trying to sort this out uh, and obviously because they only have a short off season in europe because they have longer seasons they've got a very limited window to to make those decisions so it's very, very tough for them. We know the wealthier clubs are going to be surviving all this. What about in England, some of the uh, like Division 4s and the non-leagues or whatever? Can you, are they going to survive all this? Or, uh, can you see a lot of clubs folding? Well, I think it's Greg Clark, the chairman of the English FA, who actually voiced those concerns and said, look, we might not just lose a few clubs, we might lose entire leagues. Um, because, of course, the longer this goes on, uh, the more those clubs who are not financially well-off are losing money hand over fist week in, week out. Uh, I, I think there's bound to be some pain. I mean, obviously, I hope that those clubs can survive. And, you know, in England, just to use that example, we've got 92 professional clubs and they've survived pretty severe storms in the past. So I would hope that they could come through. Uh, they do have, you know, immense community support, a lot of those uh, outfits. Uh, at non-league level, they took the decision some weeks ago now that uh, they declared the season null and void. Every, everything below, I think, National League North and National League South. Um, so those seasons have been scrapped. And obviously some of those clubs are unhappy about it uh, because they've spent money, relatively speaking, in you know trying to achieve promotion. Um, but I think that they took that decision because uh, to keep players on retainers at semi-pro level is, totally impractical for non-league clubs with very small incomes. Um, so I think that was probably logical, although some may disagree. 
Um, but yeah, the, 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 you know, there's a, a very real possibility that some clubs around the world could go out of business, and obviously that would be a, a terrible shame, given many of them have. You know, over a hundred years of history. It'll literally be like let's press the reset button when this thing gets underway, and uh, yeah, yeah, away we go. And it'll be interesting to see how everything falls into place. Simon, uh, just before I let you go, Travis and I had to come up with. I'm not going to ask you for ten, but the top ten foreign players to ever have played in the A League. Just give me your best player that you think, because you've been there from day one, calling the games. Uh, who, who who's the one that stands out for you, foreigner that's played in the A League? Thomas Broich. Oh, oh, shoulders. Good choice. That's what I got at number one. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Arisha, Arisha not far after. behind, but uh, Thomas Broich would be. Uh, yeah. Would be the one. Yeah. He was all. He was just a joy to watch, wasn't he? Made everything look so easy. It was unbelievable. Yeah, hey, hey, Simon, uh, it's very easy to listen to you when you call the games. We look forward to hearing you again, buddy. And uh, yeah, stay in isolation and uh, keep churning those tunes out. Let's hope so. <laughs> Good, <laughs> Good on you, Simon. That's uh, Fox Sports uh, commentator uh, Simon Hill join us, joining us here on the uh, the round ball. And uh, Trav, I want to do find out your number one, number two, number ten player. By the way, hope you've uh, made I've up got your little my, list. I've got my list here, but I don't to, want to hear it. But I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want but to, hear it yet. to be honest, I didn't know if we had to do it in order. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So yeah, absolutely. I'll, have to, I'll just rejig it again. Rejig it. Yeah, because right. I've just got a list. Okay, you got a lisp. Lisp, yeah, apparently. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you. We're, we're going to do that in extra time, by the way. So if you want to hear our top 10 foreign players that have ever played in the A League since 2005, well, we're going to record that in our extra time segment. Uh, right now, we're going to have a short break. Uh, thanks. Uh, if you want to give us a, a call, 81300 736 736. You are listening to the Round Ball with Dom and Dodzi. It's all thanks to Hyundai. Don't forget to enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. Back right after this. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzi. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai, enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. Well, then, may not be a ball being kicked, uh, but we are still talking about the round ball with Dom and Dodzi. Nice to have your company. We're here thanks to Hyundai's uh, generous uh, cashback. And as I mentioned, things might be... A lot of a lot of places still open, though, Trav. Uh, you know, a few business... Uh, anyone you want to give a plug? Any business open that you want to say g'day to? Well, you know, uh, our good uh, good friends at uh, the Milk Bar... Oh, have they still, shut still shop? Do, still doing the takeaway stuff, oh, though. Okay. Well, they, hang on. They're not on my list here, so they mostly gave up on us there, Trav, because we didn't go in to get a freebie. No, well, I never go for the freebies. <laughs> I look to support the local economy, my friend. You go in there for a freebie... There's no way in the world that you would no, have paid. that is not true. Yeah, no, that is not true. Not true at all. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, don't listen to what he's saying. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. our number. It used to be for the milk bar. And, of course, if you want to text 0427 154 166. We're going to catch up with uh, very shortly uh, uh, Ivan Karlovich, the uh, coach of the W League for Adelaide United. Of course, that's done and dust. It wasn't a great season for them, was it, though? Again, No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I did remind uh, Ivan that he that he pulled a Brucey on us last week. He did, didn't? He did a dare. Get a swifty on us. What we've now termed uh, as Brucey. We're going to call it the, uh, the Carlo. Our, the Carlo. Blanking our call. So, no, he's uh, he's here to redeem himself tonight. Oh, is uh, he, is he, oh, so he's going to talk to us tonight, is he? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He's, he's raring to go. All right. And, of course, uh, the women's game is thanks to SA Power Networks, empowering women's football in South Australia. And Ivan joins us now. Ivan Karlovich, uh, happy Easter, and uh, thanks for talking to us tonight. Happy Easter, guys. There How you going? Yeah, hey, he's there. Yeah, beauty. There's I made it. Voice. I made it. <laughs> so <laughs> I told Sam to take it off private tonight. Yeah, I know. So yeah, 
No, no, you, you, well, got, you pre-warned me this time. Have you got people looking for you or something, have you? You don't want to answer phones. ATO, mate. Uh, hello to the ATO who made you listening. That was Ivan Karlovich with an I and a K. Hey, uh, Ivan, uh, the season, of course, is done and dusted in the WD. Now called all your home games here in Adelaide for Adelaide United. And... Uh, uh, I mean, you finished ninth on goal difference, obviously, with the bottom side, Newcastle. But you weren't as bad as all that. And I know it sounds stupid, and they say the ladder never lies. But I reckon this season, I reckon it told a couple of porky pies. Yeah, it was a strange season. Um, I think it was probably, in my time there, probably the best football we've, we've played um, in the three years I've, I've been coaching the, the side. Um, but it was just the year that we... Um, we just failed to deliver, um, you know, from the opportunities we created and and seemed to, to find a way to, to concede a goal. So and you, you put those two together, you know, it becomes a lot more difficult. Ivan, uh, you said to me when... Uh, when I came and helped you out a, a couple of years ago that the team plays really good football but just finds themselves unlucky. And I did think to myself, that can't possibly be true to happen that many times. But for the time that I was there, no doubt it happened almost every week. Play some really good football, then concede. What do you put that down to? Is it, is it lack of maturity, lack of game game time at that level for them to be able to, to have game awareness to, to recognise those situations? What do you think it is? Yeah, I think I think it's probably a number of factors. One, you hit the nail on the head. You know, experience. Um, you know, we probably are the youngest side in the league. Um, and 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 the other thing is is really that that game awareness and the ability to play high level football. You know, for for a longer period throughout the course of a year. Uh, most of our girls play in the MPL competition, so. You know the standard isn't isn't as high as as the W League, whereas you know you, you're playing against a lot of sides that most of their squad are playing overseas, and they come back and play in the W League, and and their level of football all year round is at a high level. We're trying to get our girls up to that level, and yeah, look, it's um, there's certainly a number of factors, but uh, they're, they're probably you know two of the most um, obvious ones. Money always comes into it to be able to buy uh, or yeah pay these uh, foreigners and the elite Matildas to, to come to Adelaide. How do you, how does it change to, to get these girls in Adelaide, uh, the more, more experience? And we spoke uh, last week about having a number of foreigners uh, in the team. Do you think that, that hinders or helps develop the, the younger players? I think it depends on the on the on the level of of foreigners um, in terms of you know what attributes they they bring to to the group. Um, you know this year we we, we you know we had Amber come back and and we saw um, Mallory Weber here for the first time and both of them you know were outstanding pros. You know the year before we had you know we had Gunny here, um, the Icelandic international. Um, you know we would have loved to have had her her back. Um, you know the season gone on by and she she adds a lot to to the younger players and and they feed off it's, it's no different to any sort of um, sporting team you know you, you throw good experienced players in there and they learn a lot you know their habits um, and and they also give them that confidence that they're going into battle with a player next to them that is a seasoned pro um, so yeah look that's that, that that for us is important that the players that we bring in um, have that ability 
to give our players that um, that level of confidence and and help develop them further. I, I thought you recruited very well, actually. I was very impressed with uh, Weber. She is uh, just a little gun. I think the only thing that was lacking, and I think that was lacking in the whole season, was scoring enough goals. I mean, she did everything except score. Uh, enough goals to keep you guys, I guess, ahead of the opposition. But, uh, okay, you might have had uh, your problems in defence, but uh, from what I saw, uh, you just missed so many opportunities that uh, left the door open for other teams to beat you. Yeah, look, and I, I wouldn't say, I'd, like, you know, you'd probably think, oh, shit, the defending was um, poor, but it, it wasn't poor. Like, it was, you know, we, like you said, we'd, we'd sort of seem to, you know, try and try and score, try and score, and you, you can't, you know, withstand that pressure. You know, you, you, you have periods in the game where you're dominant and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the team's going to have, have their period and, and that pressure t- tends to sort of um, show and, and, you know, you can see the goal um, after, you know, a period of, of dominance and, and, you know, sides that have one opportunity and, and are able to score a, a goal. Um, we unfortunately never had that. And, and I think Mao... Um, from memory without looking at the stats I know at a period you know sort of about a third of the way through the season even possibly to the halfway mark I think she was leading the league in, in shots mm. so that goes to show you that we're creating plenty of opportunities it's just you know and she and she was you know really dirty on herself that she wasn't able to put the ball in the back of the net and, and it wasn't without trying because if you if you're at our training sessions you know a lot of these girls were you know practicing their finishing after the sessions and you know it's just one of those things sometimes the year before we we had a lot less opportunities and scored and and won games but didn't play nowhere near as good good a level of football Ivan you've had three years now as head coach there you're out of contract Uh, where do you see yourself uh, in the next uh, year are you keen to stick around and go again and do you need another assistant (laughs) yeah (laughs) all these things are unknown at the moment aren't they Um, yeah look to be honest, you know, we, we, we were chatting, um, you know, post-season and even towards the, the back end of the season in terms of what, um, uh, you know, what we needed to do. I'm keen to, to um, you know, to, to stick around and, and try and continue the path because I think we're heading in the right direction. I think the players really um, believe in, in, in the direction we're heading um, and, and that's been um, evident with the discussions we've had with all the players post-season and, and I've spoken to a lot of the players over the last few weeks. It's just, at the moment, there's, there's so much uncertainty about so many things with, you know, yeah. with the current landscapes and, and the W League you know, falls into that category um, probably you know in in other ways uh, as opposed to where the a-league sits um you know will there be a w league next season who knows there's a lot of questions you just we don't know um until yeah it is the unknown but uh, let's hope you do come back and speaking to some of the uh, girls in the team they really uh uh, respected you as a coach very highly there, Ivan. So I thought I'd give you a bit of a plug to finish up on, even though we started <laughs> off badly. Uh, but uh, buddy, even though you, uh, yeah you blanked us last week, it's always good to talk to you, mate. Sorry, guys, mate. I, I do apologise. Oh, you should have heard Travis having That's a good right, idea. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we don't pass the details. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, Ivan, uh, thanks for having a chat, buddy. And uh, yeah, uh, all the best, mate. And uh, good luck in the new season if you're still there. <laughs>
Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. See you later. See, yeah. see you, mate. Ivan Karlovich. Oh, the... so you pumped him up. You yeah. started off bad. You pumped well, him up. It's all and about then you chopped, And then you chopped him at the it's knees. It's all about balance. Just as you were hanging up on him. It's all about balance. If, I'll see you next year if you're still around. <laughs> well, I mean. Oh, it's, that's a cruel uh, thing he, to say. he said the same. He didn't know if he was there. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, Ivan Karlovich, the Adelaide United coach of the W League. And don't forget, SA Power Networks, the team empowering women's football in South Australia. Go Reds. We're going to take a short break. Still to come, we're going to go to Belgium. Never been to Belgium. Have you been there, Trip? No, I reckon I've flown over Belgium as well. Did we? Where Maybe. were we going then? No, 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 without you. Oh, oh so yeah. it was another little junket of yours, was it? Yeah, when I was okay. going to the to the islands in Greece. Oh, and okay, no, it was a junket. Uh, Danny Vukovic will uh, hopefully catch up with him shortly. You're listening to the Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy back after this. On SENSA, the Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy for Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. Welcome back to the Round Ball. Dom Ronaldo, Travis Dodd here with me. It's all thanks to uh, Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. Now, still to come, we'll uh, go to Belgium shortly to speak to goalkeeper Danny Bukovic. Um, but now, what we're going to do here, Trav, we're going to, last week I did say I want you to come up with your top 10 foreigners who have. Uh, Played in the A League since 2005, so uh, I know it's oh. a tough one. It is a tough one, but hey, that's why we especially, get paid the little dollars here. Especially when, when that's I, we get paid nothing. Especially when I did my uh, homework when we got in here. Are you in your top ten? No, Are I'm you? not a foreigner. Okay, Just but checking. I would have been. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you would have been. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's we'll start at number ten. Work our way up. You go with yours first. Who have you? Who have uh, you got at number ten? Uh, my number ten was uh, striker. For Adelaide United, uh, you you cheated. You've looked at mine. No, I have not. Go on, uh, Adelaide United, Brisbane Raw, Sergio Van Dyke. Okay, no, you didn't cheat. Well, this guy was a striker too for Adelaide. Played for Adelaide United, I think. Shen King Chu. No, actually, oh. did Shane Smeltz play with Adelaide or was it Adelaide City? I'm thinking of Smeltz. He was with Adelaide. No, he was in the NSL. In Adelaide City, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've gone with uh, Shane Smeltz, the Kiwi international, as well, the number okay. ten. Well, okay. He's a foreigner. Fair enough. He's a foreigner. Okay, yeah. no worries. Scored yeah, okay. in the World Cup against Italy. If that's, yep. he could score against Italy, he's got sure. my vote. Sure. Okay, number nine. Number nine. I've gone for Carlos Hernandez. Played for uh, Melbourne Victory. I thought he was a class act, and uh, you can remember that clearly when we got smashed by Melbourne Victory 6-0. He was an architect. Of course, uh, Archie scored the five goals. Um, so, uh, But he was a class act, and boy, could he hit a dead ball. Yes, he was. Uh, he was fantastic. He was uh, some goal scorer. He's uh, he is on my list actually, but he's made it a bit higher up. Okay. Uh, number nine. M- number nine's uh, Shinji Ono. Shinji Ono. Oh yeah, the Japanese international. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was Shinji. Yeah, Shinji. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. He's a good player. I nearly put him in mine. Uh, number eight, I've gone for Dwight York. Yeah, you know what? All night, Dwight. Uh, it was I, the first real sort of name that played in the A. Well, he was, wasn't, wasn't he? he? Yeah, yeah, for Sydney FC, um, yeah. scored uh, scored in the final, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, I, ha- I have like uh, the party, according to Ian yeah, Fife. All night, Dwight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Hernandez was my number eight. Carlos Hernandez. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, at number seven, I've got another one who did play for Adelaide United. Started off in Brisbane though. Uh, Fernando Rick. Fernando, yeah, we had Scored him on a, lot show of goals. a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah he, was a, he was an absolute gun. Um, unfortunately, didn't didn't quite get on my list. Uh, for no, at number seven, I had Guy Finkler. Finkler, yeah, Fink, yeah, bring on the Fink. Good player, but yeah, I would have had Fernando. I got Fernando. Uh, number six, another Adelaide. I'm sounding slightly biased here, but uh, only because he's the only Adelaide United player to win the Johnny Warren Medal, and that's Marcus Flores at number Marcos. six. Marcos, yes, Marcos Flores, uh, another friend six, of the yeah. show. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had uh, Costa Barbarusis at number six. Ooh, and he's still playing too. Yeah. He is. Okay. He's, he's been outstanding. Yeah, he's been oh, around yeah. though. He's like, like just keeps swapping what do you mean clubs. He's been he may confuse well, I don't know clubs. where. Yeah, well, he just keeps still. Don't keep moving around. Uh, number five. Now, this is the Dutchman. I've got to get you to pronounce, help me pronounce it. Patrick Weinstein. Not Steiger, no. No, it's not Steiger. Central Coast Mariners. Terrific player. Great defender. He was. Playing. Solid as a rock. Yeah, solid as a rock. Um, I had uh, ADP at number five, oh. Alessandro. Pure, yeah, actually. Yeah, well, I put him a bit higher than that. He's in my list as well. I'm yeah, up to Joe. number four now, a guy uh, who also played for Adelaide, started in Brisbane, Sergio Van Dyke. Nine number four. Oh, you rocketed him up the the list. He scored you? a lot of fantastic goals and made you look good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. on occasion. Yeah, Just I, once reti- or twice. I replied the fa- uh, return the favour. <laughs> what number are we up to? Four. Four. Uh, who you got? Milos Ninkovic. Yeah, actually, uh, I didn't put him in there, but I reckon wow. he, he would have been, he would have okay. been just out of the ten. Fantastic player, okay. and he's still playing for uh, Sydney, obviously. Number three, rounding out my top three, yep. is uh, one of the best strikers that we've got in the A League at the moment. He's uh, okay. he's been around as well. Bessart, okay. Marisha. You got him at number three. Yep. Okay, well, my number three is... the ball players top two. Yeah, my number three is Alexandro Del Piero. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He made everything look easy. Even though he was like twice your age, Trav, he still made you look stupid. And he just made everything look easy. That is probably true. He made a lot of players look stupid. He did. He He did. Just a swivel of the hips. You're right. That's all it was, wasn't it? He didn't have the speed, but he just swiveled the hips and he'd lose three players. Dead ball specialist How do you do that? I don't know, but it is great. He was great to watch. Yep. Former Italian international. Uh, Number two. Number two, I had uh, Thomas Broish. Oh, I'd love to hear your, your number one. Well, my number two is Bessart Barisha. Really? Absolutely, because uh, he's still scoring goals for fun with Western United. He scored so many goals. He's uh, another one. He's just a natural-born goal scorer in my book. He's my number two. And your number one, drum roll. Hang on, let's let's get a uh, drum roll here. I might, I might have one here. There we go. Uh... Oh, that's not a drum okay, roll, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Diego Castro. Diego Castro. Yep. He didn't make my list at all, and I've forgotten about him. (laughs) (laughs) But my number one most probably tops that one anyway. I know who your number one is. Thomas Broich. Your number Uh, one's my number two. Yeah, well, my number one is number one. So well, go. one man's trash yeah. is another man's treasure. Okay, you know, we'll that's uh, that's what they say. The bins outside go and throw yeah. yours in the bin. So it there is, you go. Uh, it is interesting because they are they're all quality players yeah. in their own right, yeah. and some were in the league a lot longer than others, but they all had an impact. Yeah. And helped make the league what it is today uh, absolutely and it's a matter of opinion isn't it absolutely i no. mean there's there's other players going around in the league now yeah. that that i think could if they had the longevity would absolutely be on this list and people listening to the show right now will be coming well yeah i agree with some but what about this guy and what about that guy but absolutely it's a matter of opinion maybe we'll have to do that again another time okay we're going to take a short break because on the other side of the break we're off to belgium and we'll catch up with danny vukovic you're listening to the ram Mm-hmm. Is that what they do then? Oh, it's next door to France. Okay. Right. Uh, you are listening to the round ball with Dom and Dodzi. It's all thanks to Hyundai. And don't forget to enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzi. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashbacks. Welcome back to the round ball with uh, Dom and uh, Dodzi. We're here thanks to uh, Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's uh, generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. And if you want to give us a call, 1300 736 736. Aussies abroad. Thanks to Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. 
It is time for our Aussies Abroad segment, and that is thanks to Flight Centre, as they say, best in the air and everywhere, Travis. And uh, here's one of your former teammates. He uh, doesn't live in a bad country, really. Great bloke. Great bloke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the guy I'm talking about is, uh, who, of course, supplies his trade. Now, played with a few A-League clubs over the years. Uh, took a chance over in uh, Belgium with the uh, Genk. And, uh, wow, what a fantastic season he had uh, the season before last. But, unfortunately, uh, Danny Vukovic, who joins us now. Danny, thanks for joining us, by the way. Thanks for having me on, guys. Mate, uh, you had a fantastic season when you went there, and then, uh, like always happens to, well, to, sometimes happens to players, uh, you had a terrible injury. Tell us about that, firstly. Yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, first two seasons were, were great uh, here. Uh, the second season, we won the championship, and uh, in my first game for this season, um, uh, actually after the first game, uh, in, in the lead-up to the second game, I ruptured my Achilles, so... Haven't played a game now for close to ten months, and uh, don't know when I'll play another game with what's going on in the world. Vuka, what's it been like? You've you've spent time now in Turkey, Japan, and now Belgium. How, how have you found it over there? How's the family settled in, and what's made the difference for you to be able to, I guess, uh, have such an outstanding performance for the last couple of years? Yeah, I think uh, I've just come to a great club first and foremost uh, with the. The other moves that I had, they, they just didn't feel right. And uh, with this one, everything felt right from the beginning. And um, the good thing here, they, they speak English, although it's not the, their first language. Uh, everything at the club is done in English, all our team meetings, all the training sessions. And, and I think that's helped me settle in. And, and the family love it here, although winter is brutal, but uh, everything else is good. Vuka, your first season uh, at Genk, you won the, the Golden Shoe. Now, was that was that a surprise for you? It's a fan voted award. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I think the fact that I played every game uh, helps uh, with that award. Um, they award points for uh, every single game, and then they tally them up at the end of, end of the season. So, the fact that I played every game uh, helped with that. But uh, I had a decent year and. Um, yeah, I was really happy to accept the award. You had a few decent years also here in the A-League, uh, Vuka. Did you think uh, you'd kind of missed uh, your chance to play overseas? Because what are you, 34 now? So you were in your low 30s. Did you think your chance had gone? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think by the time I, I reached my, my mid-20s and, and sort of hadn't made that move, I, I think um, yeah, I started to believe it wasn't going to happen. And yeah, it's funny how things worked for me. I think most Aussies that go abroad go over at a young age and I was 32 when I, I went over so I did everything pretty late in my career um, you know, made my Socceroos debut at, at, at 33 as well so um, it was a bit of a late bloomer but I, I'm happy it happened uh, eventually Well there's a, another fan favourite at uh, Genk and I do keep up with your Instagram when you were playing last season and that's uh, Harley your son uh, he doesn't mind getting out on the pitch after the games yeah, you're right, mate. Um, he, he loves it. He, he, he's always asking when he can do it again. And unfortunately, with the injury and now with coronavirus, uh, yeah, he, he hasn't been out there for for close to a year. But um, yeah, the, the fans took to him so so nicely, and it's it's really uh, great to to interact with the fans. And they're, they're always asking, you know, where's Harley? When are we going to see him again? And um, yeah, I think I need to get him an agent because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, people are asking for him all the time. So, um, yeah, and he loves it too, so it's nice. Well, there, there were concerns, uh, and it was quite public, that uh, Harley had some health concerns when he was born. How is he now, and 
Is he back fighting fit and back to 100% health? Yeah, mate, he's doing really, really well. Um, yeah, the first uh, two years were, were really difficult um, with his disease and then the, the liver transplant. Uh, and with that, there's ongoing things with medication and uh, and things like that. But uh, yeah, he, he's fighting fit and uh, he's growing into a, a big boy like he, like his dad. <laughs> and um, yeah, he, he's uh, yeah he's amazing, and we're, we're just truly blessed to to see him every day. Um, you know, fighting fit. How did you cope with all of that with yourself and your with your football and also your family? Because uh, we, you know, it's horrible to see someone at such a young age in that situation. How did you guys cope with that? Yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, we we had our our times where uh, we had our dark moments. I think uh, the, the good thing for for us when I was really down, my, my wife was there to pick me up and, and vice versa. And uh, with football, um, you know, uh, when it first started, I was at Melbourne, and I think everyone could see I was struggling. But I got back to Sydney and and around family and friends and Graham Arnold and John Crawley and um, started enjoying my football again. And, and football became that escape for me uh, from you know the the, the tough day to day stuff that I, I was uh, going through. And um, yeah, it, it, you, we just kept pushing. You know, at the end of the day, that's the only thing you can do: keep uh, keep moving forward and, and being um, you know brave for for our son. Absolutely. Uh, you're listening uh, with to, we're speaking to Danny Vukovic, the Socceroo goalkeeper. Nowadays plays with Genk the, uh, in Belgium, uh, thanks to uh, Hyundai and also Flight Center, best in the air and everywhere. Now you you, you did your Achilles. Uh, how's that? How's that getting along? Like, if you could play now, would you be able to play now? Yeah, I, I think I'd be uh, up for selection by, by this uh, if if uh, we're still playing. I'm, uh, you know, I just got back into full training before the isolation period started, uh, and I was making really good progress. So it's uh, sort of slowed that progress down a little bit. But um, yeah, I'll be able to play now. I think, and uh, of course, I'm, I'm looking forward to you know when this is all over to to start full training and playing games again. Well, the, they have uh, made the call and cancelled the league there for for the season for the current season. Uh, I believe they've awarded. Uh, is it to stand? Uh, is it Underlack that 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 they've awarded the league to? Has that been ratified yet? No, no, it hasn't been. The, that was the they had a, a big meeting and that was the recommendation that they came up with. But um, now they're going to wait to see what happens with UEFA. I think UEFA have to make a decision. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they wanted to award the the title to uh, Club Bruges. It is actually, ah, Bruges, um, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're um, yeah, they were out in front by quite some margin. And uh, if anyone was uh, deserved of, of being champions, it was them. So, uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to wait for UEFA now and, and then make a decision. Speaking of the isolation, what's it like in your part of the world where you where you live in? Uh, is it to, is it pretty well controlled there, or what's the situation? It's uh, it's not great actually in Belgium. Uh, it's been one of the European countries that's been hit pretty hard. I think we've got about thirty thousand infections, about four thousand deaths. So, and our region here in Limburg is, uh, uh, I think, the worst hit. So, um, but but they're they're doing well uh, in, in terms of the, the isolation. I think our isolation started um, a month before it did in, in Australia. Um, and they seem to be flattening the curve, which is what uh, uh, what 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 everyone wants. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's not going to last for too much longer. But uh, yeah, yeah, who knows uh, how long this is going to go for? Now, Dom, uh, 
yep. myself, Vuka, yep. uh, Dean Heffernan, Scott yep. Jamison, Liam yep. Miller. Yep. Um, we had this thing going on in Perth uh, at Glory. We played the Nintendo DS, yep. played Mario Kart against each other with some <laughs> great forfeits, of some crazy stuff that we had to do. Vuka, my question is, uh, have you found any teammates that uh, you can have that kind of uh, banter with? <laughs> oh, dear. Not at all. Not at all, Dodgy. Uh, there's some of my fondest memories, actually, in, in my career was, uh, you know the Perth Glory days and yeah, the amount of travel we had to do. We, we had to yeah. find some some some, some uh, form of fun uh, to pass the time. And Mario Kart was uh, amazing. <laughs> I, I think I, I remember it was at Adelaide Airport. I lost, and my I had to do push-ups in the front of like in front of everyone at the in, at the airport or something. I don't know. <laughs> and I know that that was pretty tame um, uh, compared to some of there the, were some great ones the over punishments. Years. Uh, hey, yeah, look, uh, we, we're gonna go. Not say what they no, better, better <laughs> keep it that a secret. And even we had the day at the races, yeah. we won't get into that either. Hey, Vuka, it's a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Uh, hope all is well there, and good luck when you get back on the park, mate. Thank you very much. Guys. Good luck, Vuka. Good on you, Vuka. Thanks for joining us, and that's it here too for the round ball. Time has uh, caught up on us. Thanks to Hyundai and Flight Centre everywhere and across the world. Yes, and Domo. Say goodbye and goodbye. Goodbye.